Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. We're here and we are ready to take off. We hope you're seated, got your seatbelt on, ready to take off with us. We are going to be talking about some great stuff. So this is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Action. This is going to be a big one on action, my friend, right? Rich Barron, my partner, I'm Michael Bailey. What you do about that, and it's going to tie in very, very much with and cultural transformation or the lack thereof, we could say maybe cultural uh, disintegration instead of Yeah, cultural, yeah. Um, You know? No, there's it hasn't even started at this point. When we when we get into this, it's not even disintegrated. Yeah. It's la- lack of uh, failure to launch. That's what that's what this is. Yeah, and and, and it may be even be getting worse. So what, what we're talking about here is transparency. Transparency. So much discussion around the word transparency, the concept, the notion, the principles, the ideas of it. And really what we're talking about at some level, I think, is this idea of leaders be willing to admit you make mistakes. Stop being afraid of saying I made a mistake. Stop being afraid of just owning up to it. You know, all right, this is what we did. This is what happened. I'm going to kind of lay this predicate down uh, for everybody. Then we'll get into it. And this is the predicate. This is the setup. In other words, the people that I know, the most healthy people that I know, are the people that know that they are not okay and are okay with not being okay because they're doing something about it to improve themselves. Nobody's okay, man. Everybody's got flaws, right, Rich? Oh, yeah, everybody's got flaws. We're all flaws. No one's perfect. That's a bunch of bull crap, you know? We've all got our weaknesses, our problems, and on and on and on. So those people that just don't own it, you know, they just don't say, yeah, this is, what I'm bringing to the table, I'm working it through. Those are the people that are just really, really, when you get down to it, aren't just phony, fakes, imposter syndrome stuff. Those are the people really, truly that are dangerous in a lot of different ways. I mean, if you were to say, just real simple, you handled a lot of this kind of stuff. There's a situation in a manufacturing plant that you were running and there was obvious that, obviously there was a real danger situation. There was a safety irregulation. Something was going wrong. And you, just so that you didn't have to look like, oh, well, gee, there's a problem. Maybe I'm the source of the problem. You're going to say, well, that doesn't really exist. That That's not really there. Oh, Can boy. you imagine? Can you imagine what might come out of that? 
I can't imagine because I got called in to help clean up that mess at a, at a place, that very issue where there was so much dishonesty and um, lack of transparency and blatant disregard for the law that it created a huge, huge mess. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into it with, with what happened, but it had to do with some serious environmental issues. Um, and it was, it was, it was downright just a lack of, a lack of caring, lack of character, lack of just name it and blatant disregard for the environment and the laws. And when you say environment, you're not talking just about the environment at the plant. You're talking no, about I'm, the I'm, environment. I'm, I'm talking about some serious, uh, introducing of, of some pretty nasty chemicals into the sewer systems on purpose. Yeah. On purpose. There on you go. Purpose. On yeah. purpose. You bet. So we've got this uh, report that we've been looking at here about quiet quitters and why they're not so much involved, engaged in what's going on here. Let's let's start looking at this here. This uh, it's a Gallup report, 2023, right? Let's start yes. there. This is all right. We're back to some startling statistics. We haven't done this for a while, Michael. Startling right. statistics. So according to Gallup's 2023 State of the Global Workplace report, 41% of employees who are quiet quitting cited aspects of engagement or culture as their primary reason. Many of those employees would be more engaged if there was more transparency at work. Examples include approachable and communicative managers, clear goals and more guidance from leaders. Now this quiet quitting, Michael, is a big issue right now. And for those of you who, who don't really know what quiet quitting is, these are the people in the workplace that just come to work, clock in, do the absolute bare minimum, bare minimum, just to get by and collect a paycheck. They're not engaged. Uh, they don't want, you know, they may have set out wanting to be engaged at one point, but after a while it just becomes, I'm just going to come and do my thing and go home. Mind numbing. Mind numbing. Absolutely. Yeah. And what happens when you're, you're, that happens at work, the rest of your life outside of work tends to take on those same characteristics. Yeah, it becomes a real problem because you're, you're there at work eight, nine, ten hours a day, and yeah. that's going to have an effect on you yeah. as a human being, and it's going to affect your life in turn. So this idea of what is going on here, and here's the whole problem, I think, is that people that are not transparent, many of them believe that they are transparent. They've learned to play the game of being transparent by not being transparent. Right. That's Absolutely. what's really going on. Absolutely. And the things that they're saying here, we've seen actually for years in different articles and in blogs. And there's nothing. See, here's the frustration for me, Rich. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything different. It's the same information, the same recommendations. It's the same application that they keep saying, do this instead. And yet it's not changing. Yeah, same horse pucky next day, right? Same horse pucky. Yeah, same horse, same horse pucky. Yeah, that's right. And it just keeps, it just continues. 
And the thing is, is somebody else comes along and writes another article about it. Yeah. And that's that's the difference is there's all there's a new article, but it's the same problem. So let's talk about a couple of drivers, and then let's take a look at some behaviors. You brought up the driver of having uh, data. Data is so much that of what yeah. drives uh, performance today, results, and, and building value. See, that's a real interesting thing. Building value in a company becomes preeminent over bil- building value in the people that work there. Yes. It's value of the company that must be driven. So that's what's really controlling the focus, activity everything so what about the data how can that get us into this whole place of not being transparent well let's let's talk about reporting structures okay um and especially for um maybe a new emerging leader or a manager or mid-level manager and working for an organization that is strictly numbers led and we know several of those uh without saying any names that there are quite a few companies out there that really are just strictly numbers driven. Their turnover is horrendous, but the line up to get in and to work there is, you know, is kind of like this continuous replenishment of employees. But the problem is, is when you have to report up the, up the ladder, these certain numbers, and you're expected to hit certain metrics every single day, and in a lot of cases, those metrics aren't being hit because maybe the turnover, perhaps because of you know lack of training, lack of engagement, lack of whatever that might be. Those numbers, uh, those people are afraid to report these numbers. They're afraid to say this is what really happened for fear of reprisal, fear of being let go, fear of losing their job. And so we see in a lot of instances, at least you know I've seen some of this is a lot of those pencil whipping those numbers, not being transparent, lying about the numbers, being dishonest about the numbers simply to avoid reprisal or you know whatever it's going to be from, from the top down. When we do that and you, know, you start valuing numbers more than the people who, who are, make your organization a success, you're going to see this. You're going to see a lot of this lack of transparency. So the, a lot of this behavior is driven by fear. Yes, a- absolutely fear. And if you look out there right now with with you know different sectors, unemployment in different sectors, uh, you know the economy the way it is, um, gosh, you know even price of gas or any of those things, people are truly afraid to to uh, you know lose their job. They're they're afraid that they're you know this type of reprisal is going to put a big damper on their family. So if you got to fake it in order to think that you're going to make it and hope that you can beat the the system by doing some pencil whipping and not get caught up in it, that's going to create a kind of a dissonance inside of you leaders. You want to be a good leader. You want to be a leader of real value. You want to be ethical. You want to have real integrity. You want to have real principles. But you find yourself having to compromise your performance and your reports. That leads to a really bad place because now you got to pretend you're somebody that you're not. And you got to go into this whole other thing about how do you justify that? So I think there's some really interesting behaviors that that forces people to compromise themselves if they allow that rather than saying, well, maybe there's something wrong with the system or let me explain it to you rather than so we get some real expectations. 
not right. just these crazy ones. So I've got a list here. I'm just going to go through these quickly. It gets leaders to start playing a game of hide and seek. Not there, not here. You know, what, what's really going on? Finger pointing. It's not me. Somebody else. Somebody oh, else absolutely. is wrong. Silence. Just not saying anything. Ignoring it. Now, what's the difference between silence and ignoring it? Silence is, you know, you should say something. Ignoring it, I just don't want to be bothered with it. Yeah. Uh, it's never me. It's never me. I am never the problem. Intimidation. Having an attitude of intimidating people just by the way you present yourself, the way you talk about things. It's this, it's you to, don't talk to me about this. Don't even bring it up, which can then lead to shaming. The other one is playing innocent. I don't know what's really going on because, you know, I just, I don't know. Playing dumb is kind of like that too. I Absolutely. don't know what's happening here. In other words, playing the victim. Why is it always me? Why are you always picking on me? And then the last one, you know, I think is the most, some ways the worst one is just not showing up. If you're a leader and you're not showing up, what kind of a leader are you anyway? That becomes the whole problem. So as you take a look at these these behaviors of misdirection and not really owning your responsibility as a leader, not really claiming what it is that you got to go out there and do, if that's where you're coming from as a leader, can you not imagine that your team, your organization is going to be all screwed up? Absolutely. That's that legacy of uh, toxic bosses. We've talked about, and how many of these 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 young emerging leaders get into their first, uh, you know, leadership position with the intent that I'm going to be all of the above, all those things you mentioned. I'm not going to be transparent. I'm I'm going to play the victim card. I'm going to blame everybody out there in order for me to get better. I don't think anybody starts that way. Absolutely not. They don't. But what happens over time, that that legacy, that toxic legacy that's built into some organizations transforms them. And you see it all the time. You see it all the time. And that, and it's it's unfortunate because, well, let me, let me just point out the one problem. It's the CEO. If you got toxic culture in your company and all these things are happening, there's only one person to look at. It really is. And it's because they're not living the core values of the organization organization, or their own personal core values or out the window somewhere. Yeah, and it really does come down to that. And the result of that, we want to look down river to see what that actually creates. It's a soul-crushing way to deal with employees. Yes. Deal with the leaders, the managers, the emerging leaders, the different leaders at different positions throughout the organization, it is soul crushing because it really does ruin people. It makes people compromise. They feel bad about themselves. They feel bad about, you know, the ways that they're doing things, the way that they feel that they must behave, the way that they feel they they must communicate. And so it really creates these horrible situations. And no wonder people are either sitting back and just not engaging or leaving. Or leaving, yeah. So, we can tell you all the good, and we'll tell you next time. We'll have what about, you know, what can you actually do? Here's the bottom line. It really is this. And it'd be interesting if people at that level listen to this. Because, you know, we've got people now, we're finding more and more people throughout the world are listening to the podcast. I mean, a yes. lot of people, places we haven't even heard of sometimes. It's been quite amazing. Well, we love to, we love to find, see those new names. Look them up. We do. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. yeah, spread the word. That's what we say, spread the word. Um, is this, 
you must at some point, in order to be a decent human being, not just to be a decent leader, a faithful leader, a worthwhile leader, just to be a decent human being, you must come into real clarity about what you stand for, what your values really are. Values are not something that can be compromised. You either are living them or you're learning how to live them or you're not. That's And that's that simple. As well as your principles. How do you really behave? How do you really behave towards others? How do you really behave in how you get things done? Yeah. Those two things, the values and the principles create your integrity or show the lack of it. And that's what the problem is. They say, yeah, well, tell, tell, uh, tell the people in your work about what are the values of the organization? Well, that's, that's nice. That's really good. But once you tell them your values or your core values, are you living them? Are you, are you being willing to be held accountable for them? Are you really not only to report that up, but are you willing to be able to hear what other people from lower say about you in terms of those values? And the, and, and being true to them, that becomes the disconnect. People don't want to have to look at that. That's why they go into all this game playing and shaming and all this other nonsense. And there, therein lies, here's the essence. How do you create a toxic environment? Just like that. Exactly. Just like that. Yeah. So, so this, this next time around, Michael, I think we're going to, uh, explore some of the ways to be transparent, to get rid of these issues or avoid those issues altogether to start with. Yes. And then in between now and the next time we do this on Thursday, uh, leaders, we suggest you take a deep look at yourself. Yeah. An honest look at yourself. This is again where we can help you. If this is something that you're troubled by, this is something you have some questions by, you can't look at it yourself. You're going to need some outside assistance to figure this out. You know, you're just going to have to have that. And if you've got the courage, if you're brave enough, reach out to us. Let's have a discussion about what's going on in your world. Again, Rich laid it out very, very clearly. A lot of people are right now are motivated about losing their jobs. See, that's the problem. If you're motivated by fear of losing something, you're already in the wrong place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whenever a team plays not to lose, they lose they lose that's a turn it around yeah that's a continuous life of fear yeah fear it is and you take that home with you that you you that transcribes your family everything you do in your life that now becomes an element of who you are right it, it, it it's like an infection it affects yeah it does it really does so leaders have that conversation with yourself Take a deep yeah. look. And if you're if finding things that you don't really like, you don't care for, so you know you must change, reach out to us. Not later, not someday, not one of these days. Yeah. Reach out to us now. This is a great time to reach out. Things are slowing down sometimes in the Christmas time and getting into the next year. This may be a great time to reevaluate, to reorient, to redirect yourself as a leader and yeah. those that you lead. Bring something new this time. Not just the same old fear, not just the same old behaviors, not the same old excuses. Bring something new that engages, enlightens, and encourages. Yeah. And, you know, if if predictions are, are true, Michael, and, and what they're saying, what we're expecting in the next few years. You know, business has been hard over the last few years. But they're even with 
some of the predictions of what 2024 might bring. If that's the case, it, you need to do some serious soul searching before, you know, we hit midnight on the 31st. And we, we and make sure, this yeah, make, next year. make sure that the, the lipo is there. Yeah. Make sure you get the lipo in the water. Yep. Make sure that the lipo floats and it doesn't have any leaks. Yep. If any of those are a problem, you may have a bigger problem. You might have a bigger problem. So michaelbailey.com, M-A-I-K-E-L bailey.com. That's where you can find Michael, his website. He's got his contact information there. A lot of great information on his website about, uh, you know, assessments and some of the things that we do. Uh, RichBaronExecutiveCoaching.com. You can find a lot of those same testimonials and things of of people that we have worked with. Uh, And we would love to work with you. We, we would love to find out what makes you tick. So shout outs, Michael. Uh, we were looking at a few of them today. Yeah, there's a, quite a few of them. Um, there is the there is uh, the ones from Singapore. Singapore comes to mind. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of new, uh, new uh, folks in Singapore that are listening. Yeah. There's a number of them from the Middle East that are popping up. Yep. There are a lot of people, uh, again, probably the heaviest, tra- heaviest traffic we get here's in the United States and there's always new there's always new cities that are popping up and uh and so this is just great whatever you're doing out there folks keep keep spreading the word let us know how we're doing let us know what you think let us know what it is that you'd like to hear us talk about i know that takes a little bit of courage perhaps but uh yep. we're not we're really not frightening people we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear what it is that you'd like us to discuss and bring up and Maybe even engage you if that's something you'd like to do. Maybe you'd like to be on a show and just talk about what's your experience out there, the great world of business and organizations and leading and helping other people become better through the work that they do. Yeah. What are, what are you seeing? What are you seeing that uh, businesses can do better at? Let us know. Yes. All right. And once again, take care of each other, will you? I mean, after all, that's uh, that's what we do as leaders. We're servant leaders. We make sure that that those people we serve are taken care of, uh, and we provide them the best opportunities to succeed that we can. Absolutely. Yep. Leaders lead well. You can make all the difference. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.